up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. As always, Thomas and my buddy Ian. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So and Sean. Uh, hey guys, how's everybody? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Sean's not here tonight. <laughs> yeah. We had some scheduling conflicts. Unfortunately, the man has a life, so he has to work tonight. So and uh my work subsequently screwed up his opportunity to be on this episode. So for that I am deeply apologetic. But don't don't fret. We'll get you next time. Yeah, luckily he's really understanding too. He gets it. Um there's probably gonna be episodes where I'm not gonna be available to What? Um, I mean, there there could be. I don't know. All right. As I far think as you're I know setting yourself up for something here. No, as far as I know, there shouldn't be any, but <laughs> I mean, you're the original founding member. Oh, that, well, this is true. I don't know that it would work without you. Well, that's very nice to say. I'm a nice guy. Sometimes. I'm just kidding. You're always nice. Really? Yeah, I love you, man. I love you too, man. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> today we're going to talk about... Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, today we're actually going to talk a little bit more about COVID-19 specifically. Uh, we're going to talk about how this resurgence of it is affecting uh, local businesses as well as big business um, schools, um, even sports. So we're just going to kind of talk just, um, generically about COVID-19 and, and I think this one should be a, a pretty interesting one as well. So yeah, why not? Yeah. We, and any, we would love for you guys to reach out to us, um, uh, and let us know how COVID-19 has been affecting you guys as well. Um, cause that would definitely be adding to the topic. Yeah, so the 19 ways COVID fucks up everybody's lives. It, yeah, so... It's in the name. <laughs> exactly. So, first of all, um, as as everybody knows, you know, cases are starting to surge again, which was expected from the get-go. That was the whole point of the... The second wave. Yeah. So, and so, the cases are surging. They're surging literally everywhere there's mass mandates exactly and even places where there aren't mass mandates yeah so what from this data can we confer uh, i mean it's it's happening naturally it's gonna happen covid's gonna do what covid wants yeah, to do it mask matter. or not nobody yeah. gives a shit and a majority of the people that i know that have gotten covid of course every one of them have gotten over covid but everyone who's gotten covid have been prominent mask wearers right and proponents of that. Well, it's because the it's already been scientifically proven. People who wear their mask, you know, habitually, are more likely to be touching their face, which you have other orifices that the virus can get into. Your eyes are mucous membranes, dude. Unless you're covering those, yeah, you can wear a mask. It can still come in through your eyes. Well, technically, if you're not wearing goggles, a surgical grade, at least surgical grade mask. And even something yeah. to cover your ears. Because it's still an open area that has wax it could attach to. You never know. Like, Well, you need to get some kind of a mask for your ass because <laughs> let's be... Well, technically, you should have pants and underwear, hopefully. You think that's going to stop a virus from crawling up your ass? <laughs> well, it's definitely <laughs> crawled up all of our asses because it's been a major inconvenience. It's been a pain in the ass. It, literally. It's been horrible. And figuratively. Yeah. Well, and it's just like in um, at, or over near like LA and California in general, they've had some of the strictest lockdowns and mask mandates. And it's getting to the point where they have now shut down so many things that it even includes the NFL teams are not even able to practice. Really? Yes. Like, expand so, on that, please. So basically, they've shut down to where there's not going to be any in person uh, practicing. Um, they're talking about not being allowed to have the games there. So these teams like the Rams, the Chargers, um, and the 49ers are looking to have to find host cities to where they can go outside of California to be able to continue their seasons. Yes. Over a fucking virus, man. Like, we don't do that with the flu. Well, another thing that happened today in the NFL, the Broncos had an outbreak quote-unquote outbreak. They had one of their quarterbacks test positive, and there was like a split second where he didn't have his mask cover his whole face. So it made the entire locker room or the, the entire quarterback room was quote-unquote uh, exposed, and it made it to where they didn't have any quarterbacks available for the game today. 
they ended up using, which good for this guy because he never even took any practice reps. He's an undrafted rookie that was on their practice squad, and he was a wide receiver, and he got in today as their starting quarterback. Yeah. Had no practice reps or anything. They just threw him in there. Man, so, I mean, I, I feel bad for him, but I mean, if he does well, he he didn't. <laughs> I, hopefully for him, it doesn't screw up any opportunities that he may have had to become a wide receiver. Yeah, no. They, you know, song. Well, it was a totally different position group, something that he's not used to, and he didn't get any practice reps. So it's not like they had him on the practice squad throwing passes. You know what I mean? Like, he literally was just, here you go. Hey, we don't have anybody else. Um, so you're you're doing this. Nuts. So yeah. did you hear about the the article that John Hopkins published and then deleted questioning the U.S. coronavirus death rate? I did. I did. It's absolutely nuts. I didn't get to read into it much, but I did hear about it. So um, Genevieve, the assistant program director of the Applied Economics, John Hopkins, determined in the study that there have been 1.7 million deaths in the U.S. between March 2020 and September 2020, 12% or roughly 200,000 of which have been coronavirus-related. Brian posits that the only way to understand the significance of U.S. coronavirus death rate is by comparing it to the number of total deaths in the country. According to Brian, this is the chick's last name, uh, who captured the total deaths per age category from both before and after the onset of the global pandemic, the death rate of older people stayed the same before and after coronavirus. The reason we have higher numbers of reported COVID-19 deaths among older individuals than younger individuals is simply because every day in the U.S., older individuals die in higher numbers than younger individuals. She also noted that between 50,000 and 70,000 deaths are seen before and after the emergence of the virus, meaning that according to her analysis, coronavirus had no effect on the percentage of total deaths of older people, nor has it increased the total number of deaths in the category. These results contradict the way most people see the impact of the coronavirus pandemic, which disproportionately affects the elderly. Brianne believes after reviewing the numbers, that the coronavirus deaths are being over-exaggerated. After seeing that in 2020, coronavirus-related deaths exceeded deaths from heart disease, the leading cause of death in the U.S. for many years prior, Brian began to suspect that the coronavirus death toll figure may be misleading. She found that the total decrease in deaths by other causes almost exactly equaled the increase in deaths by COVID-19, hmm. according to the original John Hopkins University newsletter. That's not suspicious. <laughs> if the COVID-19 death toll was not misleading at all, what we should have observed is an increased number of heart attacks, increased COVID-19 numbers. Oh, sorry. An increased number of heart attacks and increased COVID-19 numbers, but a decreased number of heart attacks and all that other death causes doesn't give us a choice but to point out some misclassification. If COVID-19 death toll was not misleading at all, what we should have observed is an increased number of heart attacks and an increased um, COVID-19. But a decreased number of heart attacks and all the other death causes don't give us a choice. But why did it, it, it literally... It skipped on you? It, yeah. Well, it's posted twice. Oh. <laughs> I'll edit that out. All of this points to no evidence that COVID-19 created any excess deaths. Total death numbers are not above normal death numbers. We found no evidence to the contrary. Several days after removing the article, John Hopkins University tweeted that the article, a closer look at U.S. deaths to COVID-19, was deleted because, and I'm quoting, the article was being used to support false and dangerous inaccuracies about the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, so a reputable university points out irregularities in the way that the U.S. government is counting COVID-19 deaths and supporting their mandates pointing to these numbers. And then they remove it because, well, it is true. Some people are using it to spread some misinformation. To me, that sounds like they don't want to um, 
disagree with the federal government. They want they want to go in tandem with the government and make sure everybody's afraid of COVID-19 as most as they possibly could be so that the government can enforce mandates and all these new laws that we'll never see. All this new power we've transferred to the government, we'll never see that, that back. Well, we see that all the time. The government always wants to take, take, take more and more power and they want to take away our rights and our freedoms. And people are just so indoctrined at this point that they don't even see it and they don't even care. They're just like, okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. It's going to keep me safe. No, it's not. In the long run, it's not going to keep you safe. It's it's really not. Now, and I and- did I did see somewhere else um, somebody talking about that as well, like that the total number of deaths in the U.S. was on pace to be one of the lowest in like fifty years or something like that. Yeah, which which would translate to the trend that we've seen we've been seeing that people are living longer, and even during a pandemic, right? Which is insane. The death rate continues to decline even during a pandemic shouldn't happen uh, if this pandemic is as deadly as the media and the government, a.k.a. Dr. Fauci, wants you to it is. Right. We're not dispelling the fact that people can things because of COVID-19, but to suggest that COVID-19 by, an, by itself is the only way that you're going to be killed, that's just true. That's not true at all. So have you seen also um, Fox News posted this? um, It looks like it was published today. Okay. Um, It says Biden coronavirus advisor makes grim prediction after Thanksgiving holiday. Um, Basically, I'll skip just a little bit because a lot of it's just repeating the same stuff. This is a quote directly from her, though. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to. Dr. Celine Gounder. Uh, we fully expect that in about a week or two after Thanksgiving, we will see an increase of ca- uh, cases first. About a week or two af- later, you'll start seeing an increase in hospitalizations. Then a week after or two, you'll start seeing deaths. Um, they're saying she's a clinic assistant professor at NYU Gross- Grossman School of Medicine. Noted that COVID-19 symptoms can develop two weeks after exposure, which means that people who celebrate, this is a quote at this point, means that people who celebrated with family with friends over Thanksgiving will find themselves in the hospital and ICUs over Christmas and New Year's. So basically, they're saying, if you got together with your family, expect to be in the hospital. Like, the amount of fear-mongering that comes from them is ridiculous. Oh, it's insane. Like, are you serious right now? Like, you're telling me that because the way that it's worded there, and I'm sure it's taken some sort of miscontext, you know, because I don't know exactly what it was said, but the fact that they're sitting there and they're like, oh, if you got together with your friends and family, you're, you're going to go to the hospital. You're going to die. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and then they were talking about... um. They were, there were certain, I can't remember which city it was. There were patrols going around. And if they had more than a certain amount of cars, they were breaking in the fucking door. That's insane. Uh, I got something that's, that touches right on that. So there was a Trump supporter guy and he posted this video to Twitter and I think also YouTube. And uh, he drives around in his car on Thanksgiving uh, in an upscale neighborhood. And he calls the cops on anybody with Biden signs in the yard that had more than a few. I actually, I did see that. I saw that. That was, wow. Yeah. That's just karma right there, dude. Yeah. And he, he, his quote uh, was, well, these people seem to love the rules, those uh, that they're imposing so much, but they don't like to follow them. So I figured I would give them a taste of their own. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, it's I kind just, of funny, it's, but at the same time, it's, it's sad, still, man. You're, you're still being a, a dick. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's be real. You're still being a dick. Right. And, and it's just crazy that it's got to a point where we have governors that are asking people to call other members of the public for being free. I saw a meme that said, um, remember to drink your milk because it's good for your teeth. You know what else is good for your teeth? 
minding your own damn business on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's right. I saw that one too. That's very true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is very. Oh man, I just don't understand. Like, like they're doing all of these shutdowns, right? And now it's starting to affect schools again. There are schools that are shutting down here in Middle Tennessee, and for somebody like myself and my wife, you know, we have three kids. Yeah. And we both work full time. How are we supposed to do that? How are we supposed to help our kids with distance learning when we have to be at work? I don't understand. Like uh, you don't you know you can do it all. Well, I wish that would be amazing. Yeah. There's plenty of hours in the day to make sure you get enough sleep and and you know, go to your job and drop your kids off at school and pick them back up and make (laughs) dinner. And well, and it's like, you know, my wife, my wife works at a preschool. And so all of the school age children right now that they take care of before and after school, they've already had to tell those parents, Hey, just to let you know, if this happens, we don't have the the capacity or the capability of helping your child here. So not only is it going to put those parents in a in a bind, it's also going to put their school in a bind because that means it's going to be twenty some odd kids that they're not going to get tuition for. Yeah, I really, I really think that uh, next year's school kids, when they get promoted to the next grade, whatever grade they're moving from and moving to, they're going to have problems. They're going to be they're going to be behind on information because one, schools were closed for. A, Oh, a long while. Yeah, last year we were close. They were closed for the like last two months, and they didn't do distance learning. They were just straight up closed last year. Yeah, last school year. Oh, okay. I see what yep. you're saying. Okay, yep. so you're saying like in before May. Yeah, it was like, like April, 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 March. and May. They were shut down. Okay, so they extended to summer basically. Yeah, yeah. The summer was like four months instead of two. Yeah. So like my second, my second grader went in with. Two months of of like that prep for second grade didn't happen, so they're like forcing a bunch of stuff right now for for kids to learn to get caught up. Jeez! So not only are they like going to be half a year behind, but if you count the two months that they're missing from the previous school year and put it all together in sequence, I mean, you're talking four, maybe five months of time that these students have lost over the course of two separate schools school honestly the way that they have it set up anyway it's just like herding cattle through so it's not like they're all they're gonna do is just feed it feed it feed it if you get it you get it if you don't you don't yeah but and if they're just don't, gonna push you through they're gonna pass you anyway yeah, that's what i'm saying so they don't care which is why like what we were talking about earlier this would be a good time for private schools to step up and be like hey look this is what we can actually offer for your child and you know, this is why you should choose us or even, you know, or a charter school or something like that. Like it, it would. And then it, it, and then it goes back into the cost though. Like we were talking about earlier as yeah. well, where, okay, it's not uh, private school is not cheap. No. Okay. Nobody God. said it was, but public school isn't cheap either. Look at your pay stub at the end of the week, every fucking week, look at your pay stub and look at how much money they take from you. That's what you're, that's what you're paying towards the collective of all these so-called services that you get, whether yep. you, whether you use them or not, because I don't have kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think if your family wanted to take your children out of public school and put them in private school, you should have the option to opt out of the tax that's funding public school because you aren't using it. Yep. And, and that amount that you would save would pretty much cover your private school tuition. It it very uh, well could a big chunk, especially if you have a two parent household and yeah. both parents are working. Yeah, it would at least offset a large portion of the cost and make it a lot more affordable. Oh yeah, to more people, and it would be a lot more appealing for more people. Well, and not only that, but that in turn would also get you better teachers because they would be able to afford paying teachers better. Because that's the biggest thing. The good teachers are going to go where the pay is. So you're going to tell me that a teacher would rather work in public school or a private school? Oh, uh, yeah. No. It's, it's hands down. You know the answer to that question. Yeah. Like, you know the answer. Do you, <laughs> do you want to work for communist China? 
or do you want to work for the U.S.? Right. You're going to pick the U.S. Yeah. Like, because that's basically what it is, especially with the teacher unions and everything else that the, that's out there. Like, Well, the unions do nothing but protect the bad che- teachers yep. for the most part. Yes, they've argued for better teacher way, uh, wages and things, but you can do that in private between you and your employer. Yeah, you don't have to have a, a, a mediator, basically, and that's what a union is. And you're, you're paying them for that. Yeah. Well, another huge problem is, is that you're a government worker. Right, exactly. And so the government doesn't necessarily just give you pay increases based on merit or anything of that sort. It's just whatever that institution you work for budget is happens yep. to be. Oh, did we budget for pay increases? Nope, then no pay increases. Do you want one? Sure. Can you ask for one? Sure, but you're not going to get one. Because it's not there. You can't just do it. Right. Like a private company works to turn a profit. And to do that, you have to be good. Oh, yeah. You don't stay in business when you're bad. Now, if you put these public schools up against private schools any day of the week and look at scores and the the quality of students that they're pumping out, everybody would want to send their child to a private school because they're getting a better education and they're going to be better prepared for the world that they're going to, you know, inherit. So have you ever seen the show Community? No. Okay, so basically it's about um a group of people at community college and the one of the lead guys was a former lawyer who cheated or he got a fake degree, cheated on the bar and was practicing law for like 7 years before he got caught and he has to now go and get an actual degree to be able to retake the bar and stuff. It's it's pretty funny. It's you know, it's got a, a couple of good actors in it and stuff. But basically a lot of the time they talk about like how at college you can take all of these stupid, pointless classes and that they're just going to take your money. Yeah. And it's like, what people don't realize is that's, that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, and that's happening in a way like they're taking your money for public schools and they're teaching your kids a bunch of stupid shit that they don't need. Well, not only are they, are they, are they taking the money? You have no say in it. But they're promoting it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on and, and, and take our, (laughs) come on and get a, a a degree in liberal arts. Yeah, that's stupid. Or in, in women's rights. Like, what the fuck? Well, and not only that, but like, and not to discredit liberal arts or women's rights in any shape, form, or fashion, but that is not a place that you could choose as a career path and go, you know what? I'm probably going to be able to afford to pay back my student loans after I'm done with school Yeah, and survive housing and a vehicle and everything else that you need to survive. Well, it's just like, so if, if public school wants to actually do what it's intended for, they need to have real-world teachings. They need to teach these kids how to do their taxes. They need to teach them more about the actual tax code so they know what they're getting into. They need to teach them, hey, if you take out a loan, you have to pay it back. Like They need to teach them these how to, how to do a bank account. They need, you know, how to manage your money. This is all stuff that they should be teaching that they don't, mm-hmm. and it just sets up so many people to fail. Yeah. Um, did you hear that uh, President-elect Biden posted uh he posted yeah he posted on his facebook page um well no he didn't post it somebody else posted it but it was about a plan that he has with regards to canceling student loan debt so his proposal is to cancel up to ten thousand dollars worth of student loan debt not all student loan debt but ten thousand dollars that's what i'm reading now for some people that's a drop in the bucket but It's still a shit ton of money. Exactly. So what really is that going to accomplish? Unless you have a bill that's under 10K, it's not going to help you because if you've got 80 grand of student loan debt, your payment may drop 20 bucks, if that, if they wipe, if they knock out 10K. Like how how does does that really solve the problem? That doesn't solve the problem. Yeah, it just postpones it. Well, not only that, but you're devaluing anybody who's yeah. currently got a degree. Right. Or those people who have 
started paying it back and are above $10,000 paid back on their loan. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, this person who hasn't done anything, here you go. Yeah. I like, want to I want to know what's going to happen. These people are working hard and you're just, all these people who have paid back their federal student loans. Nothing. Like mine. Nothing. It's sad to say, but nothing. So we just get the shit into the stick because we did the right thing. Yep. What what damn sense is that, man? It makes no it makes no sense. That just blows my mind that people think that that makes sense and that's you know that's good for the country that that's financially So uh have you we're, I'm going to jump back a little bit into COVID. Um, have you seen where future Supreme Leader Fauci is talking about they need to get ready to start prepping people for restrictions for Christmas and New Year's? Uh, that doesn't surprise me one bit, dude. Nope. They, apparently, uh, his quote is saying, "We what we expect, unfortunately, as we go for the next couple of weeks into December is we might see a, sur- we might see a surge superimposed on the surge we are already in a surge of a surge (laughs) i don't want to frighten people except to say it's not too late to do something about this like what wear a mask like people have been doing for months i like how biden doesn't (laughs) i like how biden and kamala keep posting like (sighs) on on inauguration day we're gonna turn the tide on COVID 19 and we're gonna just wave a magical wand and everything's just gonna go away well and then so he goes on to say that I think we're going to have to make a decision as a nation, state, city, and family that we are in a very difficult time and we're going to have to do the kinds of restrictions of things we would have liked to done, particularly in the holiday season because we're entering into what's really a precarious situation. What is... I, I don't get it. I really don't get it because... If it hasn't helped for the last six, seven months, how is it going to help now? I don't know. I don't know why they think that's going to help now. Did you know that the governor of New York just did a U-turn, a complete U-turn on his remote uh, schooling for their students? They're now going to let their students go back to school on December 7th in class. That's interesting. But... Why are they going to die with that now when we're supposed to be getting a wave inside of the wave? Uh, I think because they finally heard enough from their constituents that parents can't just keep their kids at home and expect them to be safe and to be fed and to be good stewards of the house while their parents are at work. Like, I can't imagine having kids and trying to work five days a week, sometimes six days a week. And know that I'm leaving the house and they're just going to be there and just hope that they're going to be all right and everything's going to work out. Um, Did you also see that um, it looks like England uh, could start vaccinating as early as next week for COVID? Yeah, I heard uh, that uh, the U.S. is likely to start doing the same and we'll see frontline workers first. Right, and then they're also going to have a panel determine who gets it in what waves. Yeah. So there's your overreach of government again. There, Because at that point, it, it I don't even know if it's going to be, I mean, they would have to have it as, as optional, but it almost seems like they're going to say, hey, this group of people's getting it. That's what it sounds like. like and, and in the UK, that's what's going to happen. Oh, that's exactly what's going to happen in the UK. They won't have a choice. It's going to be, oh, you're getting it. Mm-hmm. Like, line up. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. You don't have a choice. Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> and Be I prepared. feel like they're going to try to do that. Like, and I don't understand how they can do that. I mean, over there I can because they don't have a constitution like we do. But I don't understand how they can do it here. But they're going to try it. Uh, I I'll it's tell you fear. I'll tell you exactly how they're going to do it here. They're going to do it through private companies. Oh, they're going to get government incentives to mandate their employees to get vaccinated. Well, my religion says I can't get a COVID vaccine. So sorry. Yeah. Well, here's what they're going to tell you. Well, we're sorry for you. We, you can't, we, we can't have you working here for us. (laughs) Yeah. I guess in Tennessee, that would suck because we're a right to work state. That's right, sir. And there are many other states like us. 
where that's the same the the same thing applies. So it's going to get real interesting real quick to see how people are going to fight this because there's going to be a large uh, proponent of the population that don't want anything to do with this vaccine that was developed extremely quickly. And I feel like, I I believe I read that uh, it was going to take at least 71% of the population to have the vaccine before COVID could be considered no longer a pandemic. That's like one in three people. Or sorry, two in three people. So, I mean, if you think about that, man, they're pretty much assuming a majority of people are going to do this. Well, I think at least half the country is is for sure going to be jumping on it. Yeah. At least. But, but what we know about vaccines is that they're not foolproof, and we know that because flu is still a thing. Exactly. And yet there's still a vaccine for it, and every year people with the vaccine can get the flu. And I know people that get the flu vaccine every year and they've gotten flu, uh, flu <laughs> A and B, <laughs> mul- multiple times <laughs> right. over the last five years. And I've, I'm not going to name names, but I work with a couple of people. It's like, why do you keep doing it if it doesn't work? And they, they get the vaccine. <laughs> and when you get the vaccine, you feel like shit for like a, a day. Right. And uh, I, I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you do this to yourself, man? And then literally, I kid you not, three months later, they've got it. They've got the flu. <laughs> God. And I never get a flu vaccine. And I've gotten the flu. I believe twice in my entire life. So, I mean, what, at what point is it like, okay, is it because I have a good immune system? Is it because I'm more hygienic? Is it just random, pure luck? Maybe. But if it is, it, it hasn't killed me and it hadn't killed him, the guy who got the flu shot. So what benefit really is it? And then I've read also that if you get the, the COVID-19 vaccine, that they're in two doses. So you get one dose and then 90 days later, you get another dose. It's essentially an immune booster. Yeah, it's kind of like how the, um, uh, like if an infant or a, I think it's anybody under two gets the flu shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get two two different doses. Yeah, because you can't handle it all at one time. Right. Um, And they're saying that when you get the vaccine, you're going to feel like shit for 48 hours, the covid Did you see also in uh, London yesterday, uh, Saturday, the 28th, yeah, there was um, anti-lockdown riots happening. Hell yeah, good for them. Yeah, because, I mean, they've been shut down for, like, literally shut down on lockdown for months. Yeah. And their cases are spiking again, or quote-unquote spiking again. They're going up. Yeah, and they're locked down. They're in total lockdown. Yeah, and Germany, same thing. Yeah. Peppering people with water cannons yeah. out in the streets, and, and now and protesting like, the the lockdown. L.A. They're about to do. They're they're setting up. It's, it goes into effect on uh, the 29th or 30th. Um, they're doing a three week mandatory shutdown of everything. Um, and during that time, they're in, they're enacting curfews and everything. Like they're it's going to be some of the strictest lockdowns we've seen in the U.S. Yeah, it's going to be and, like Australia. You can't go walk yeah. your fucking dog. And guess what? If it doesn't help, open everything up. Yeah. Everything needs to be opened up at that point. All we're doing for three weeks is transferring wealth from from people that don't have much to those who have a lot. You, you look at the small mom and pop businesses, those are the ones that are going to get hurt during this. You know, your big box stores and your online conglomerates are just going to get more wealth during these lockdowns. It's just a it's just a transfer of wealth is all it is. And I, I really hate to see that because it's it's you're putting more power and more money into the hands of few instead of keeping it into the hands of many. Yeah. Well, and you can see that some of like the wealth, I mean, even Elon Musk, I mean, obviously it's not necessarily been because of the lockdowns, but no. During this time, his wealth has increased exponentially yeah now he's surpassed bill gates yeah he's He's the number two guy now yeah i was gonna say he's the second richest person in the world now and yet you see (laughs) these 
These mom and pop mom and businesses that are, that are just closed, done. restaurants that close and can't open back up because they don't have funds to float. City Cafe Diner, downtown Murfreesboro on the square. They literally posted an article saying that um, within a couple of days they were done and they had been there for, I think it was like 105 years or something like that. And luckily there was enough local support that that within three days they went from going to close their doors to where they're staying open indefinitely That's because they had so much local support. Yeah, the the Donut Palace in Smyrna posted yes. the same thing. Yep, and they had uh, a line wrapped around the the building for weeks. Yeah, but Our, I mean that place is delicious though. It is. <laughs> I love that place. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Yeah, me and Brenda made we make sure we try to go. Well, that's close. That's super close for y'all. Yeah, it'd be a shame not to. Yeah, it's partly part partly why I think I'm getting fat, but <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> what what can I do? <laughs> eh, nothing. I gotta support my mom and pop businesses, and this one just so happens to be donuts. I mean, fuck me, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame, like you were saying though, to. Because it's not just restaurants that's happening to. It's happening to all these places. You know what I mean? Like, And and people aren't spending as much money because they don't have it because their works are shut down. Right. And they're working less. Yeah. Like, we, we were talking about it earlier. I had this whole plan for this year. Pay off so much of my debt. You know, try to get ahead of the game. Saving money. You know, I had a good chunk in the stock market. And then COVID hit. And... All of that I had in stock market's gone. I don't have any, like, my savings is gone. And it's just like, it just, it's, it's been, just, it's just a complete setback. Yeah. A complete a, reset. A 40% hit. 40%, man. That's not, that's a lot. And, and I'm just, and I'm just in the collision industry. So I couldn't imagine some of these places that were actually shut down. Yeah. You're, you're talking the hospitality industry. Yeah. Hotels. Yep. Uh, rest- cruises, restaurant, cruises. cruise lines have been shut down for almost a year now. And the airline industry is bleeding money, millions of dollars a day. Yeah, the, and the government's giving them money still. They're talking, yeah, they're talking about um, floating doing a another. bailout. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, man. If you can't stay open because you didn't manage your money well enough, fuck it. Yeah, are you gonna come help me with my house if if something were to happen? No. <laughs> nope. I'm going to be screwed. I'm yeah. going to be homeless. If you make a bunch of shitty cars, GM, I mean, look at that. They got a bell out. We lost a bunch of money on that, bailing them out. Well, nobody has paid back their loans because that's, quote unquote, what those bailouts were supposed to be, except for Tesla. And they didn't even get a bailout. They just got a actual loan yeah. from the government. Yeah. And they paid it back in record time with interest. Yeah, I still don't like the federal government lending out money. If a company no, wants to go, no. if a company wants to go borrow money, talk to a fucking bank, dude. Right. Don't go talk to the entire encompassing population of a of a country to ask them. <laughs> like, hey, support my business. And why why isn't why isn't that a boat anyway? I mean, if we're all gonna have to take steal our tax dollars and give it to some fucking multi million dollar corporation to stay afloat, it one hundred percent should be. A boat. Why shouldn't the people have a say? That's bullshit to me. The government should not be choosing winners and losers based on who they're willing to give extremely low interest rate loans to versus who they won't. So, all right, real quick, I'm gonna change it up just a, a little bit again. Do so. I think Congress resumes on the 10th of December. Yeah, and one of the first things they're supposed to be talking about is a relief bill. First off, this will be, I guess, a two-part question. Do you think that they will actually pass something? And if so, how much do you? Well, I guess three parts. Do you think they'll actually pass something? How much do you think they'll actually pass it for? And how much bullshit will they add into the bill to get it passed? If they pass it, which honestly I don't think they will. Um, but here's here's the here's the the lame duck president Trump right knows he's going out of office. What does he have to lose, right? right. If he does pass it, other than the fact that it looks really good on the newspapers across the country, that I just made sure everybody got 
a $2,000 check well, this time. That's his ego, and he's already talked about running in 2024, so. Oh, I, t- I told you that was going to happen. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. If So I could see that being a possibility. If it for sure happens that Biden is inaugurated, which I do believe that that's going to happen. Even with the crazy scenarios still Trump out there. Trump <laughs> will set up a rally that day, and he'll be right next door rallying and uh, getting everybody riled up. And here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that he's going to have another shot. I think he's done. Yeah, I would I, w- I would see um, Ivanka maybe running. Um, Don Jr.? Don Jr. Somebody younger. Honestly, I think I would I think Ivanka would have more appeal to people. Um she's got some appeal. <laughs> that's my point. Um <laughs> and honestly, uh I would I really hope to see Candace Owens hop yeah. in that race. I mean, that would be amazing. But the thing is is yeah, if Trump wants to run in 2024, he's got to go through that process again. He's got to go debate all the people that also want to run as a Republican. And he'll be almost 80. At that point. Yeah. He's, I, I just don't see it playing out well for him. I, I, he may say he wants to do it and he may try, but I think all he's going to end up doing is just spending a shit ton of money. Yeah. And I don't think the Republican party would let him, uh, get that far again because nowadays these parties don't like to lose any kind of power that they have. So the fact that they lost the presidency this time around, you really, you really think they're going to let him come back through? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. But anyways, so if they do get it passed, though, how much do you think they'll end up? It would be. I, I would assume that they would probably dish out at, at least the twelve hundred that they did before, or or two or twenty five hundred dollars a person. I would see it being more money, especially if they're getting ready to close down everything again. Right. But to answer your other part to that question, what are they going to slip into that bill? God only knows, man. There's no telling. My my thinking is, is because now we know that Biden has been all about, he said he wasn't for the Green New Deal, but we know he's for the Green New Deal. My thinking is, is that they'll slip something in for that. They'll be, they'll absolutely be, scary as fuck. Yeah. There'll be some kind of restrictions or there'll be a shit ton of money that's going to be put into these quote unquote green, you know, companies or whatever, just like what happened under Obama. And it's. Yeah. Solyndra. Yeah. And it's going to be a shit show and it's just going to turn into more waste, unfortunately. More bureaucracy. Yeah. Just like it always is. Man. I, I, if I honestly, I think the government should do something, and I say that because if they're gonna force businesses to close, they need to get some of their money that they've been stealing from us while we're forced to do less work or no work at all. That to me, I mean, I know it sounds anti-libertarian to want your money back from the government, but it's your fucking money, right? But the thing is. <laughs> And I'm for that. I think what they should do, which I don't, I don't suspect that they'll do this, but they do need to, if even if it's not permanent, they need to put in some kind of temporary halt on tax, on the income tax. Yeah, I remember Trump wanted to completely get rid of the federal income tax. Right. And the Republicans didn't like that. Right. Because then how would they pay for war? Right. I mean, it's always, it's, it's a double-headed snake, man. And, and it's I don't, always something. And it wasn't just Republicans that didn't like it either, oh, well, obviously. I mean, yeah. It was the system yeah. that wanted that to stay in place. And well, then, there was a reason why, one, it was a reason why it took so long for it to even be put into the Constitution, for it to be amended to have a federal income tax, but there was a reason they put it in there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If that ever come out, which they never, they will never let that happen. But if it ever did, they know that it would never be able to be put back in. Correct. That's why they can only ensure that it stays. Correct. And that's really sad. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks because we're the ones that pay for it. Yeah. And then these people get elected and they don't do shit for us, even though they say they're going to. Yeah, they all make hundred k plus. And then working a few months out of the year. I don't know if most people know this, but do y'all know that the first stimulus they added a raise. For the congressional members. Yeah. They added a raise to their own pay. 
Yeah. So and they, it was more than $1,200. Oh, of course. Yeah. So good job, America. You fucking idiots. Yep. I just, uh, I don't get it, man. I don't get how people can be so brainwashed and think that any of it's a good idea. I don't, I really don't get it, man. Well, the logic is, hey, the government has put us in this situation. We should probably get more government to get us out of it. <laughs> that's the logic. I, and that's so stupid. <laughs> hey, my house is on fire. Hey, why don't you come over, bring some more fire. Let's fucking fix this. You definitely can fix fire with fire. So you can fight it because, you know. I mean, technically you can if you burn stuff that's getting ready to be burned. That's what but they, that's a controlled fire. The government's not going to do a controlled fire. No, nothing they do is controlled. <laughs> exactly. If, if we're talking to be a chaos. If we're talking controlled government here, they would be making sure that we have a balanced budget tomorrow to put controls in place. They the first Congress or president that allowed an unbalanced budget to go through, that that, that should have never happened. No. And, of course, we'll never, ever balance a budget. And I'm worried that, you know, in the next decade, we're going to not even... We're, we're barely just now... Our GDP is barely just covering the interest payments that we owe on our $27, $27 trillion worth of debt. So, at the rate that we're continuing to spend, and that's only going to increase with Biden in there. Oh, drastically. Um especially with all the shit they're talking about wanting to do with the Green New Deal and these uh, money bailouts for the airline industry. Meddling and then, back in the Middle East where we don't need to be. Yeah, so you know that we're just going to... that. That's I guarantee, I bet before... What do you think that before the, um, the end of the second term or hit the two-year midterm election that Biden doesn't uh, uh, hit up the $30 trillion mark? For U.S. debt. Oh, I, I, yeah, I could see that happening, without a doubt. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and it's it's sad. It's extremely. But sad. that's where it's going. It's just it's trending up and up and up and up, and there's nobody that's there's going in there. No to say end it. in sight. And to think about what's going to happen when it does, when that bill comes due, we're in trouble. All right. Well. That's enough bad news for today. I think, <laughs> I think we'll just go ahead and move on to the good news story of the day. What do you think, man? That sounds good to me, man. And uh, hopefully we can get Sean in on the next one with us. Yeah, man. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So this one is going to come from the Good News Network as well. Uh, there's a new handheld prototype being developed for home-based cancer screening. Uh, scientists from two universities in Ontario, Canada, reported progress on their efforts to release the world's first handheld home test designated to screen for cancer. Uh, the home-based screening kit for different kinds of cancers would be a game-changer in the quest for more proactive health monitoring. To this end, researchers from McMaster and Brock universities are developing a device that lets patients monitor their own blood for the unique biomarkers for prostate cancer. This device works much like the monitors for people with diabetes to test their blood sugar. Um, it says, normally when patients submit a blood sample to labs, doctors look for specific biomarkers that indicate signs of cancer may be present. These biomarkers are chemicals within the blood that can indicate either normal or abnormal conditions if they are over or underrepresented in a blood sample. A biomarker for prostate cancer, for example can be the presence of a chemical called prostate-specific antigen, or PSA. Abnormally high levels of this antigen are an indicator for medical practitioners that prostate cancer may, de may be developing in the patient's body. Um, blood samples taken at the early stages to find high levels of PSA can therefore provide patients with a chance to treat the cancer more quickly, mm -hmm. leading to better outcomes. So basically... This is just going to be at home, and and you can get one um, if you're at high risk or whatever, and you can just have it, and, and every so often, you can test yourself instead of going to a doctor and paying who knows how much, because they won't tell us. Right. Um, yeah, you'll never know. And it would be a way. That's pretty sweet. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're seeing more and more of these at-home self-testing stuff, uh, because it's... Uh, you know, it makes sense because... It's, they got them in, in development for the Rona, too. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of that where you start, because we're seeing the telemedicine yeah. really start to ramp up. And so all these kinds of tests that you can do yourself in the comfort of your own home and then send the specimen off, you're taking out the middleman and that's sitting in a hospital or a doctor's office doing the same thing you would be doing at home. And instead of a courier coming and pick it up, a courier still comes and picks it up. It's called FedEx, UPS, or U, uh, USPS. So, well, this this uh, well this one specifically, you would draw your blood as if you were doing a diabetes test and get the results then then and there. They exactly. don't even, you don't even send it. That's off. amazing. Yeah, that's really cool, man. So, all right, everybody. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed being with us again today. As always, please like, share, subscribe, follow us on all of our social media. Um, Visit unbiasedfreedom.com. That'll take you to our anchor page. We're still running our contest. Send us in a voice message. We'll send you a t-shirt. Um, and uh, as always, if you got topics uh, for future episodes, please let us know. Um, today, we were just trying to keep up with uh, current topics. Just give a little bit of an update on kind of how things are going. Um, but if you have anything else you guys want to hear from us, let us know and we'll we'll make it work. And we love you guys. You guys are awesome. Sounds good, man. Well, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us tonight and tuning in for this episode today on COVID-19 and the future of the pandemic and where it might go. We hope uh, you and your family stay safe and we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.